Stone on air coming up. Completely unsanctioned by the church. Stone on air. Whatever, let's just do this. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air coming up. Stone on air. All right, well, hello, everybody. It is the Stone On Air podcast. It's your midweek download destination. Every single Wednesday, you can download the show however it is you decide to do so. I'm going to give you some suggestions on how you can do that coming up here in just a minute as well. My name is Brian Stone. We'll have Nick Letzko on the phone. Yes, I said the phone. I'll tell you more about that in a minute as well. This is the Stone On Air podcast for February 15th, 2017. It has good days, it has bad days. Thank you for finding the show here. SoundCloud.com is the hub. I am happy to say the hosts of this show, the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga, like, share, and always love, rate and review if you get a chance, that I have installed a sophisticated high-tech phone line system. Finally, to the podcast, I've been piecing it together, the podcast studios, the portable remote studios. The only person in the city who can do that as well. I can take this podcast anywhere I want and record wherever I feel like it. And that was very evident. And uh, on its first real test with the newest equipment this past weekend at the Chattanooga FC and the Atlanta United FC, a friendly at First Tennessee Pavilion. Had some guests, enjoyed my time very much, and it all went off well. So, uh, the phone lines have been installed, which means that coming up here in just a few minutes towards the end of the show, about, I don't know, 20 minutes or so from right now, Nick Ludsko, you I know he's been on my show a lot. You know that I'm a fan. I talk about him and his band a lot. I think he's been on the old radio show slash podcast standalone probably collectively five times. And uh, we'll have him on the phone to talk about his latest video project that he's working with a a content online content creators called super deluxe by now if you spend any amount of time on social media you have already seen this probably and if you pay attention even a little bit then you've already seen some of the past videos but the most recent one has gone completely viral millions of hits Millions of listeners and views. It looks like it might be even in the 10 million area, as Sean Phipps from Nuga.com posted yesterday on the 14th. And Nick's going to join me later on the uh, the back half of the show to talk about that just a little bit. I'll play some of the um, some of the audio from some of these projects he's done. You know him probably more through this show as a, just a local musician with his band, the gimmicks and the puppet costumes and all that kind of stuff. Well, this is a different thing it's still making music but it's done in a parody way it's taking tweets from donald trump putting them to early 2000s emo rock quote-unquote rock and roll if you will and it's, it's pretty darn cool it's very very cool so we'll get to that here 
in just a couple of minutes. Coming up at Stone's Throw, the Southside Social Dress Code. And I'll get to the real problem here. Overall, it's a kind of who cares kind of moment. Obviously, a lot of people do. I'm not so sure that you're just not rebel rousing for the sake of rebel rousing and uh, extreme politics going one way or the other. I'll get to the real problem at Southside Social and Stone's Throw. Let's go coming up a little bit later. The Robert T. Nash show that was supposed to happen in January that will be rescheduled for as soon as I can. Hopefully in the next few weeks. I've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. I just found out today. Check this out. This is February 15, 2017, when this recording is taking place on a Wednesday. Between now and next Tuesday, if all goes well, I, me, Brian Stone, will be able to be at Driving and Crying on Friday at the Revelry Room. That's a guarantee. That's going to happen. Saturday at the 420, Sweetwater 420 or Sweetwater Overall Brewing Company in Atlanta for a Mo show and a tasting. And then on Tuesday, a personalized small group tour of SunTrust Park, the new home of the Atlanta Braves. All between now and next Tuesday, if all goes well, all three of those things are going to happen. I might not have a date for Valentine's Day, but it certainly does not suck to be me. So all that to say, I'm not sure if when the Robert T. Nash show is going to happen, but it's happening soon, and when it does, you will find out more. So let's go coming up here in a few minutes. Southside Social on the Stone's Throw segment. I did talk to uh, my good buddy, my good friend, one of my best friends, Brad Steiner from Hits 96, old Brad guy, that I'm going to set up the podcast uh, remote at his event, one of the most successful events in the city, one of the bigger events in the last half decade to almost full decade, the running of the Chihuahuas. I will be there with the podcast, and I think we'll have Brad and maybe even Brad Girl and maybe indie band Ivan, and maybe maybe we'll let intern Alex and maybe Maddie Scoo. I'm not sure. We'll see. I'm looking forward to that, but that's off in May, so that's a little while from now. Before I get to the Stone's Throw segment, isn't this fun? Isn't this neat? You see the front page of the Chattanooga Times Free Press today? You probably didn't. You very likely didn't because you don't look at the newspaper. But I do. Chattanooga Times Free Press does a good job. Check this out. So the headline, what is it? Tennessee lawmaker joins effort to make silencers easier to obtain. And I won't go too much into this. I hate guns, hate every damn one of them. Don't think you shouldn't have the right to have one. You can have one if you want. No big deal. Hell, you can have a gun. Or as Wayne Campbell would say from Wayne's World, you can have enough guns to facilitate an entire rack. I don't care. But when we get to the point where we're making common sense completely just evaporate, we're now silencers. are We're going to try to make them more accessible is absolutely insanity to me. Gun silencers are banned in the District of Columbia, California, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Massachusetts, New York, and Rhode Island, and have very large restrictions in most states in the country. Why? Because they're dangerous and they don't serve much of a purpose outside of danger. You want a gun? Fine, bro. I ain't fighting you about it. But what we're talking about now, what lawmakers, Republican lawmakers, they see a crazy man in the White House, so they think now they can just do whatever they want. Here we go, more extremist. So now, to make silencers more easily accessible, they are saying now lawmakers in, in many southern states are saying the hearing 
Protection Act is the way we need to go legislatively. The Hearing Protection Act, because guns make so much noise, it's going to hurt your ears. It's absolutely absurd. Absolutely absurd. Lindsey Nichols, a senior attorney with the Law Center to Prevent Gun Violence, scoffs at the idea that making it easier to buy a suppressor is motivated by protecting someone's hearing. Quote, they're not about protecting people's ears. In fact, a good pair of earplugs and earmuffs will work just as well as a silencer. And those don't pose any risk that a criminal is going to use them in a violent crime. She adds later on, it's really about profits for the gun industry. You want a gun? Fine. You want a bunch of guns? That's cool, too. But the Second Amendment does not guarantee you the right to have a dangerous silencer on you for what? So other people can't hear you shooting your guns? This has gone too far, and it's going to open up more avenues for criminals to get their hands on these things and wreak havoc. And that's all I'll say about this. And I haven't even gotten to the Stone's Throw segment. Heads up. It's Stone's Throw. Wait, what? Oh, whoa. Back up the truck. What are you talking about? Is technology making us mentally ill? Look at me. I'm stupid. I can't do math. This is not making sense to the young adult anymore, and they're tired of it. Does that satisfy you? Are you satisfied now? All right, well, the quote-unquote ranting hadn't even actually begun towards the end of that. and this I'll get this over with quickly. Uh, coming up in about 10 minutes from right now, Nick Letzko will join me via the newly installed sophisticated phone system in the only remotely importable podcast studios in the city of Chattanooga. My name is Brian Stone. Thank you for finding the Stone On Air podcast. This is the Weekly Dose for February 15th, 2017. So, a few days ago, I don't know when it exactly started, but there was a firestorm on, of where else, social media, where everybody started to lose their minds and start calling people names and getting into big old virtual knife fights over what the Southside Social has done, which they have now revoked, but it started off as a new dress code for this joint over by Finley Stadium, right next to the, um, there's a couple of different establishments there now. There's It connects also to the Jump Park. I don't know who owns what, or uh, I know John Weiser has something to do with some of this stuff. I don't care, don't know about any of that. Chattanooga Brewing Company is over there as well. And... What happened here was, is they've been getting a mix of crowds, and I've been there a lot. I actually thought the place was pretty cool when I first saw it open, and I think it's an incredible uh, concept for that area. I've been a supporter and a big cheerleader for the South Side, certainly the Finley Stadium property and everything that surrounds it since the damn thing was built in 1997. It's nice to see all you Johnny-come-latelys thinking this is cool now. I've been telling you this for going on 20 years, and I've certainly been screaming it for the last decade. That is some incredible property, and it's an incredible area that is finally coming around. I'm glad to see people finally noticing. But here's the problem. For some reason, the Southside Social, which is kind of an interactive bar. It's a big interactive bar. Think uh, you can play, uh, is there badminton out there? Maybe, I'm not even sure. There's ping pong. There's horseshoes. Inside, there's like like light, huge block Jenga. There's bowling. There's uh, more ping pong inside. There's a bar downstairs, a bar upstairs. I mean, for Chattanooga, it's a pretty cool, at least on the surface, concept. Now, Chattanooga's late to everything. We, we The bars and concepts we get... 
uh, whether it be restaurants or architectural designs or whatever it is, we are always five to ten years later than everybody else. These things are all over the country. I, I went to one in Denver that has a volleyball, uh, sand volleyball court out there. And this isn't new to the country or to the culture. It's just new to us here in Chattanooga. So it seemed like a really cool idea. Problem is, is that they were attracting all kinds of crowds that were mostly young. Sometimes on the, maybe on a Sunday afternoon, it would be family oriented. And then Friday night or a whatever college night, it'd be a, a, a rougher crowd. What they did was they, in the last week, instituted a new dress code. Now, they already had an old dress code, but they've increased the new dress code to what most people thought was racist terms, to where it basically, if you weren't a preppy white kid, you weren't getting in. Here's from the Chattanooga Times Free Press story from yesterday. The operators of Southside Social decided on Tuesday to roll back a controversial dress code after it was met last week, so this was last week, with a social media firestorm and pointed rejection by the city councilman who represents the district. Now, this is uh, Chris Anderson, who is a friend of mine. The revamped policy specifically prohibited patrons from wearing hooded sweatshirts, shorts below the knees, plain white T-shirts, backward ball caps, visors, skull caps, and do-rags. Quote, last week we may have been overzealous in the redefining our dress code. However, at the time, we felt that the atmosphere in our establishment had the possibility of becoming unsafe for our guest, wrote Rick Dillard, Southside Social's general manager on Facebook. He continues later on into the article, We apologize for offending anyone. We only want to ensure a safe, fun, and secure environment, said Dillard, again, the general manager of the Southside Social. What's the real problem here? The real problem is, is this bar absolutely sucks. I'm not trying to be insensitive to anybody who thinks that this was discriminatory or whatever. The cool thing about American business here is, is that you can cater to whatever crowd you want. The golf club or the country club or the upscale nightclub or the more redneck, you know, cowboy bull riding club or the, the more urban club over on the whatever side of town. Y'all can, you can appeal to whoever you want. That's okay. And yeah, while this might lend to only li letting lily white preppy people in, anybody can wear whatever clothes they want. Me personally, as far as when it comes to wardrobe and stylistic approach, I do things most differently than everybody. I don't do formal. Ever. I don't wear a tie. I don't wear a sport coat. I don't dress up. It's not going to happen. So I'm not allowed to go into places where you have to dress up. It's not discriminatory. It's no big deal. I just don't go there. Now, I, I, I do understand where people are upset, especially young, dumb people who don't hardly have anything else to do other than bitch at people on social media, that this is somewhat targeting certain groups. That's their right. They can do that if they want. I don't care. You know why you shouldn't go to this bar? Because it sucks. You know what we've done in the United States of America is when it comes to customer service and corporate commercial America, we have become satisfied with mediocrity, okay? We have decided that it's okay to have bad service. It's okay to not to not be told the truth when it comes to media, social media and and and, and the headlines. We're okay with garbage. And that's the problem with this bar. It's not some stupid dress code. This place has unbelievable turnover in management. Whoever this Dillard dude is, I bet he's been there for less than six months. They have some of the worst 
customer service you'll ever get. Some of the worst service on the uh, from top to bottom, from the guy at the door to the person who brings you a drink or food. Speaking of food, they have some of the worst damn food I've ever eaten. This place absolutely sucks. I went to trivia there for many weeks in a row. It's over by where I work. I spend my time on the south side. I've been there plenty. I've been there when there's been gunshots. You remember that last year? Yeah. This place totally sucks. It's out of control. Terrible management. I don't know who runs this thing. But the problems with the Southside Social over by Finley Stadium doesn't have anything to do with what you can and can't wear getting into the joint. The problems with Southside Social is that its customer service is garbage from the top to bottom. And whoever owns the joint and whoever's in charge of this is a complete disaster. So I don't really give a damn what you are or not allowed to wear into the place. And you can get all butthurt if you want about it and get all politically extreme if you feel like it too. You don't like what you can or can't wear into the place? Go somewhere else, bro. It's not that difficult. And on top of it, the place sucks. Why do you want to go there? This tune is called Office Life. I work in an office, so it hits home. It's a jokingly way of saying, oh, isn't this great how we work in the office? It's one of the super deluxe pieces that Nick Lutzko has done in the last year or so, and it's become something he's become a regular contributor to. And his latest one, the second or third installment, we'll find out here in a minute when we talk to Nick, the Emo Trump newest one is in the millions of hits from Super Deluxe. Nick Lutzko coming up on the brand new high-tech, sophisticated phone system coming up here in a minute. sure you get another copy of that memo. I can already hear some of my liberal friends saying, damn it, Brian, you missed the point. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I just sometimes pick and choose battles and I don't go extreme on everything just for the sake of doing it. This is Driving and Crying. The song's called Clean Up. You've never heard it. You should, but you haven't. It'll be at the Rebel Room on the 17th. This is the Stone on Air podcast, the most listened to, most downloaded, most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. Like, share, and always love. Rate and review if you get a chance. So it looks like driving and crying this weekend. Mo and the uh, Sweetwater Brewery Tour on some point this weekend, and then maybe a tour of the SunTrust Major League Baseball Park of the Atlanta Braves next Tuesday. I am loving life. My buddy Nick Lutzko is going to join me here in just a minute via my brand new high-tech, sophisticated phone system that I've added to the um, podcast studio here. Since Sunday, his newest video, this is from Sean Phipps' piece in Nuga.com. The video for Trump tweets as an early 2000s song has been viewed more than 10 million times and received notice from multiple national publications such as BuzzFeed. Pitchfork did a review. This is big deal. This is big stuff. Nick is now becoming a regular contributor to Super Deluxe, which is an online content distributor, basically trying to put together funny videos, funny 
memes, funny, whatever, anything that can gather any kind of audience, that's what they do. And they've got hundreds of thousands of subscribers to their YouTube channel and same roughly the amounts on all their social media as well. This is the first Emo Trump music video that uh, Nick Lusko collaborated with people from Super Deluxe. It's a less than a minute long. It was before the election was over. And these are songs he puts together using only words from Donald Trump's tweets. That was the first Evo Trump by Nick Lutzko and Super Deluxe, and it got a lot of views. Well, the newest one is uh, the return of President Emo Trump. It's a little bit longer, and if you think about in the early 2000s, emo, punk-ish, rock-ish was real feelings-oriented, and it would, it, would, it, it would go from one extreme to the other, from I'm so brokenhearted, I don't know what to do, to like I'm the king of the world, and it, would, it, would, it, it was really kind of bipolar. That's the kind of concept of this. This is a snippet of the new one. It's longer, and you really need to see the video to understand it, and then we'll talk to Nick Let's Go on the other side. This is President Emo Trump that has gathered millions of views and gone viral on the Stone On Air podcast. Just had a very open and successful presidential election. Now professional protesters decided by the media are protesting. Very So that's just a snippet of the uh, the newest emo Trump on the line with me right now on the brand new installed highly sophisticated phone system is a Nick Let's Go. Thank you for joining me, Nick. Thanks for having me, Brian. You've now done some work here and you've gotten a couple of your new tracks, your emo Trump tracks that are going viral. But how does that compare to being the first phone guest on the uh, the new system here on the Stone on Air podcast? It's got to be comparable, right? It simply doesn't compare. <laughs> Real quick, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Tell me about Super Deluxe itself, because it, I, I didn't know about it until your involvement. Yeah, they're a media company based out of Los Angeles. They are owned by Turner Broadcasting. To the best of my knowledge, they're a sister company to Adult Swim. Okay, cool. Only they, they, at this moment, they exist purely on social. So it's kind of like a dark, twisted, weird version of BuzzFeed, in a way. And um, they just release really weird videos almost every day. And Vic Burgers, how I became introduced to them. Vic Burgers, a guy on Twitter and all other forms of committee who takes Trump speeches. He, he really gained a lot of notoriety from the debates. He was uh, 
remixing the debates and editing those. And he does stuff with Chubby Checker and Jim Baker and all these other bizarre celebrities, and all of his work is hilarious. And I followed him pretty closely, and that's what got me introduced to Super Deluxe. And um, actually tweeting at Vic is ultimately how I ended up working with Super Deluxe. So it kind of came full circle in that regard. So they're basically just a, an online digital content creation company, for lack of a more specific way of putting it, which there are countless amounts of those out there, but they've got a lot of pull. They've obviously, you said, under the Turner Broadcasting umbrella. Let's just get right to the, because you've done a few different things for them. Some have stuck a little bit more than others, but the the two, and the more specifically the newest one, are the, the Trump tweets, the emo Trump Whose idea was that? Did you guys collaborate on that, or how did that come together? No, that was my uh, producer Jason's idea. That was actually the first job that I did specifically for Super Deluxe. I had kind of been bugging them for a couple weeks, just letting them know that I wrote songs and would love to contribute any way I could. And he uh, emailed me one evening. He was like, hey, Trump's tweets have been super emo this whole day. Is there any way you could make a song out of it? Like uh, early 2000s. That one, we were going almost more for a pop-punk kind of vibe, like Blink-182 or Teenage Wasteland kind of vibe, or Teenage Dirtbag, whatever that freaking song is. So, yeah, I really, you know, I had a lot to prove for that first one, so I, like, stayed up all night. I think I'd sent them back a finished product within, like, 12 hours, and they were thrilled with it. And the response was huge. It was, I've gone on to do, you know, eight or so videos with them, and that one by far had the biggest response online but this newest one kind of blew that one out of the water so yeah the first one is a, actually a little little bit catchier if you ask me it's got a great uh just right. kind of grab you too but it's real short it's barely a minute long the newest For one sure. and and that's really brevity is king on on you know social media and on the internet you don't want to you know spend a lot of time you'll lose people's attention but the newest one's incredible too how how do you do you go through the tweet, the Twitter t- timeline, and you pick that out, or does your producer and you together do that, or does BuzzFeed say, hey, check this? Not BuzzFeed, but uh, Super Deluxe. Do you yeah. all work together on that? How's that work? So, yeah, that first one, it was just like pick a letter from the, the tweets of the day, but with this newest one, he said, I think it's time to bring back Emo Trump. Um, so I basically looked at I, I, I scanned through every tweet he's made since he was elected president, which is a lot, and I compiled a list of the 50 whiniest tweets. And then from that list, I picked my favorites. And from that list, uh, Jason highlighted some of his favorites. And that's kind of how we came up with the product. Well, it's uh, it's 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 cool stuff, man. It's funny slash creative. I enjoy it. Nick, let's go in line with me on the Stone on Air podcast on the brand new, highly sophisticated phone system. Nick, I'll let you go here after this. Just anything you want to get out there as far as the band, new music, putting together projects into the new year. Yeah, man. Um, we're we're working. We're writing. We got about half an album done. We're excited to hopefully release that later this year. We've got a lot of big things in the works, nothing I can really announce right now, but should be able to very soon within the coming days or weeks. And then you've got a, a panel coming up with uh, Soundcore, too, if I saw that right. Yeah, yeah, that should be pretty cool. That's, uh, uh, man, I don't know the date of time. I think Monday the 27th. February. I believe I saw that. I was just looking at it a few minutes ago, February 27th. Yep, just a and that's wor- what, workshop with upcoming what, musicians and stuff like that. Right, yeah, and I'll be doing that with our buddy Barry Quarter and uh, Monica Kinsey and Chris Conrad. I don't recall the other guy, but it should be pretty good. Well, Nick, I appreciate you taking a few minutes of your time, man. Uh, always good work and keep it up. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Always appreciate it when Nick Lutzko can join the show and always uh, get a kick whenever I see a local person, regional person, friend, talent, whether I know him or not, 
have something go big, uh, regardless of what it is. It's always pretty cool. My name is Brian Stone. This is the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. Like, share, and always love. Rate and review if you get a chance. So by this time next week, hopefully I have, well, I know I'll be at the Driving and Crying Show, and hopefully I'll have toured the Sweetwater Brewing Company and SunTrust Park. So big week coming up for me, and I hope you have an incredible weekend and an incredible week all the way around. We'll talk again next week. Don't be a fraud. The truth is always easy to remember. And as this space grows in 2017, I ask you to continue to watch it. See ya. Bye.